Well, I guess we could start out just like talking about like what are your favorite summer hobbies now that it's summer and it's like 90 degrees out, which is like way too hot. Wait, are we going right now? We are going. Can should I, can one I, sec, uh, it's my turn to ask. Wait, hey, are we going? <laughs> we, should do, we should do the welcome, the intro. We don't have to do an intro. Well, I feel like we should address I mean, do you, do you the want fact, to intro? We need to address the 10th episode. And the fact that it's like we're all back together. Yeah, know? the Joey's rejoined. Yeah. The Joey's rejoined. True. Because you were on the one with Ryan. I wasn't able to make <clears> that one. Mm-hmm. That was the last one. And oh, then right. and Joey one. wasn't there. No, I wasn't there either. Joey only was able to make the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Buddy was on that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I guess, Ethan, since this whole thing was your idea. This was my do you idea. Wanna... <laughs> yeah, dude, it was. This The podcast? Yeah. This was my idea? Oh, I thought you started the group text. No, no, it was your idea. You You brought it up to me. Okay. All right, guys. Well, Ethan here with Cultured Idiots Podcast. Uh, we are back with the original crew, Robbie, Cameron, Joey, and myself. Uh, it is our 10th episode. Mm-hmm. So it's a very special day. We started back early November. Um, so here we are. Same people different season of life mm-hmm. and by that i mean it's summertime some of us have matured <laughs> some of us have matured we're not going to say which ones though he looked at no, no. flip a coin <laughs> so yeah we're here and this is the podcast about anything and everything so here we go take like, number one guys i'm excited <laughs> i'm excited to be back mm. in this we're glad to have you back dude in this yeah. house yeah in this room if uh for you guys who don't know uh joey actually went to the worst place in the entire oh, world uh the Michigan? middle of the united states close he was in iowa in illinois oh, illinois the flattest most dry land there it's actually there's... really good land that's why they do all that farming over there oh yeah yeah that's about all so, i know so he's back we're all back together now yep hmm. interesting so right. did you do any walking on beaches there? <clears throat> no, oh. it's as flat as a beach, but oh. I did not do any walking hmm. to the beaches. Great Lakes. I did actually, yeah. Were they mildly good or were they great? It was uh, nice. Uh, it was pretty great. Hey, what makes something great? What's the definition of great, and do the lakes fit that definition? Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, above average, and uh, the lakes are probably above average. So it's an above average lake. Yeah. Are you using average to describe sea level or are you talking about, (laughs) are they literally above average? Like in Illinois, I mean, like in uh, New Orleans, how the sea level is so low. Yeah. It's like this whole city, the whole town's in. Yeah. Constantly in a state of almost extinction. Yeah. 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 I would say it's it's both above average sea level, above average, just like quality. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Sorry, Ravi. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's quite applicable yet because at least where I am, it's like flip flopping about whether it wants to stay in spring or whether it wants to go to summer. Mm. Like a week ago, it was at the, in the nineties. That's true. And then it was like in the fifties. Yeah. Are you wearing flip flops right now? I'm wearing socks and probably pants. They're Hanes, but <laughs> nobody can prove that. Uh, yeah. Um, I can start with this question that Cameron uh, posed to us. So in the summertime, <laughs> um, yeah, I would say that I really enjoy to be outside and go swimming. I really like laying on the beach or 
by the lake and just mm. tanning. Great lakes. Uh, yeah. Are they above great? average lakes. Above and average. Then, <laughs> yep. Pacific Northwest has some great lakes mm-hmm. or good lakes. Um, Mildly good. Yeah. I think uh, just kind of with like the hustle and bustle of life, uh, my summers have mostly uh, just entailed me working inside. Mm. Um, back in high school, though, I hung out with Joey Beal almost every single day. Who's yes. Joey Beal? He's the guy sitting right in front of me. Oh, right. Uh, something that we actually used to do is we would ride bikes uh, from Shadle Park at his parents' house all the way to Krispy Kreme in mm. the valley. It wasn't really that far of a bike ride. It's only like 17 or 18 miles. Yeah, only, only 17 Well, bike, miles. you know, cyclists bike like 50 miles. I'm going to go on a 50-mile bike ride in the morning. Yeah. You know, that's... They just bike like 50 miles. And props. Day. So props to you guys. Um, and it was mostly flat. There was only a couple hills, but we had terrible bikes. And yeah. we were not in any type of cardiovascular shape to bike like that. <laughs> so, so we would bike. Uh, we'd probably take about five breaks on the way there. We would order uh, Krispy Kreme donuts, like a dozen. One time we got like, it was buy a dozen, get a dozen for a penny. So we had like 24 donuts. And I literally remember eating six donuts in one, like in like five minutes. And then riding back, just feeling absolutely terrible. Um, so we all, we, I think we did that probably about four times, three times in high school. Um, but I just like being outside hanging out with friends but you you missed the part on that story for the, the first first couple of times we went we got lost like really really bad like we ended up in hilliard somehow or something and it took dude it took like three times the amount of length it should have taken to get to the valley we, it was ridiculous we ended up on the way to we're both really good at directions <laughs> it was the what's that one really really big sports co- like park complex where like you'd have like a whole bunch of like you know YMCA SYA events held out in the valley. It was a really oh, big uh, like Maribou Maribou Park. It might have been Maribou Park. Maribou aren't those like the little gummy bears that you get at the store? <laughs> Maribou yes, or was no. it? A... I thought it was the big elk looking things. Oh right, yeah, the Maribou. Oh, that's ca- caribou. No, but Maribou is that one beach front <laughs> beachfront property in California, right? Where Malibu. It's oh, where No, 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 no. That's a car. That's a car. The Chevy Malibu. Yeah, the terrible cars. I if thought they went on rivers like a canoe. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Malibu, Malibu, I think it's like kind of, uh, is it by Calabasas? It's it's in the ritzy parts of California. A lot of celebrities live there. Mm. Caitlyn Jenner lives there. But anyways, we went to a party. To the yeah. How do you know Caitlyn Jenner lives there? Oh, I'm a huge uh, Bruce Jenner fan. Oh. Yeah, I used to keep up with his uh, transition. I was very disappointed, but fascinated. Yeah. <laughs> like you're watching um, National wow. Geographic. Y- yeah, yeah. It's like a whole bunch of... Uh, anyways, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we got lost. It was at the period of time where, like, iPhones weren't a thing. And even though that, like, they might have started being a thing, we didn't have data or nice phones to GPS where we were going. Um so we got lost and I think we ended up riding around for an extra hour, um, which when it's like 85, 90 degrees and you already suck at biking, that's a lot. And uh, we just got frustrated and I felt very hopeless at times. I was like, can we just have like her mom pick us up? <laughs> but we, we somehow found a way back home. I don't remember how. Nice. Great job. Yeah. One thing I do remember also from that story is you had like 10, you had more donuts than I had. You had like 
You legit probably had like 15 donuts. No, I'd never had 15 donuts. 24, I didn't have as much as you We did. never ate the whole thing. Okay, you had a lot. You had like 12 donuts at least. But I just remember one time, like we were going up a hill, up division, the hill, and I was dying. Like I couldn't go anymore. Like my stomach was hurting. It was terrible. And you just, all of a sudden you're like, Joey, I don't know why. I, <laughs> I just have all this energy. I, I'm just, and you were just pedaling way above me. <laughs> Oh, it was oh, awesome. Yeah. So I had like a moderately decent bike. It was like um, a road bike? It was like a mountain bike, but it was like an okay. expensive mountain bike that my parents had for when they used to go, you know, uh, mountain biking a lot. Yeah. Joey had like a $80 Mongoose Walmart bike. Oh, you, oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like nice. the whole time I just had a slightly better bike. So I was always just like 10 meters ahead of him at all times just because my bike was a little nicer was his the kind of bike which didn't like have any shifting of gears no so it, was like it had like three it had like three gears oh really oh. okay i had like an eight gear it was like the yeah one two three four five six seven nine. yeah but i had a, a much nicer bike um so nothing against joey but i was just like at the end of it i'm just like dude once we get up this hill it's just flat ground two miles to joey's parents house yeah so i'm just like i'm just gonna leave joey in the dust because i'm not gonna just walk up this darn hill <laughs> after five hours of biking and in 80 90 degree weather with 10 krispy kreme donuts just sitting in my stomach oh yeah <laughs> it's making me sick just imagining it so i do it again though nice. i do it again nice. how about you cameron what was your uh what was your like summer what would that be called tour de force what, what was your summer like go-to activity uh i think for me and this is like a more recent thing but i've gotten into backpacking mm. and so i have a i believe 75 liter uh bag and i've got a hammock and like all the essentials um it's just like super fun being able to camp without having to like take a bunch of stuff with you and mm. do all the like you know setting up and tearing down it's nice to be able to like put up your hammock call it good yeah um but I've only been on one backpacking trip, so my goal is to like do a lot more. But yeah. it's hard trying to find people that also do that and like have the equipment. Um, yeah, that's kind of the the challenge. But the last one that we went on, it was it was cool. It was um, over in Idaho, and it was only like I think five or six miles, but it was just like straight uphill, basically like the entire way, and uh, it was it was a little brutal, but. Um, yeah, it was like me, David, Buddy. It's good trip. That was the trip where Buddy did not bring any sort of like blanket or sleeping bag or any sort of insulation, and so it's literally like we had a I had an extra hammock for him, uh, but it was basically just him in the hammock with no like padding whatsoever. And uh, yeah, it was very cold. It actually snowed the second day that we were up there. So I, I woke up and it was like snowing. <laughs> and this is like way up in the mountains, you know, yeah. like right on the side of this like really beautiful alpine lake. Um, pretty cool location. But yeah, it's just like snowing and it was like, I don't know, 30 or below. And so it was just like freezing. Um, and it was just like terrible. And so I, like, I woke Buddy up and I was like, dude, we got to we gotta get out of here. We got to like leave this mountain because this is going to kill us. But... I remember that. Uh, Buddy is on one of the earlier episodes of the podcast for those who don't know. But I remember that camping trip because Buddy called me. He's like, bro, I'm going camping with David and Cameron. I was like, cool, man. Yeah. I was like, have you ever gone camping before? He's like, no. I was like, have you ever gone hiking? No, not like that. And I, I don't like camping. I don't like you know, I like being outdoors, but I don't like doing that type of stuff. But I do have like basic, like, like I'm a decently logical person. So I'm like, 
Well, it's pretty cold where you're going. Do you have like a sleeping bag and blanket? Like, do you have like a This pack? is late in the season too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, do you have this? He's like, no, it's fine. And then he was telling me some of the things that he's bringing. I was like, why would you bring that? It's going to be heavy. You need to bring like lighter stuff. He's like, oh, it's fine, bro. It's fine. And then he calls me the next day or after he gets back, he's like, dude, that was literally the worst thing of my life. <laughs> and I'm like, did yeah. they tell you what to bring? He's like, yeah, they did. Did you do that? No. Did, did I tell you like you needed to bring like a like warm clothes? Yeah. Okay. Well, sorry, yeah. buddy. I mean, it was what it was. Um, I mean, it wasn't like completely bad. Like we did have some like some good times up there, but uh, yeah, I did give him a list because we were going up in like September. <laughs> so I did give him a list. I'm like, you need some sort of like sleeping pad to put in the hammock so that there's like a layer of insulation between like your butt and the hammock essentially. Um, so that you just like don't freeze and yeah. Anyway, good times, good times. <laughs> but he was very like clear up there. Like the there wasn't any like like pollution or any of that and so like you could see like all the stars very beautiful uh i was like right next to like this little like small lake and it was like super windy and so like the whole night i'm just like blowing back and forth because i'm basically like i'm between two trees that are like maybe 15 feet apart so like farther apart than usual and so then like there's no cover for like the wind and so yeah i was, I was like a sail in the wind but <laughs> It's fun, yeah. That's rough. What are you, Robbie? Yeah, what about you? Um, let me think. One of my favorite summer activities is um, uh, killing chickens. Yeah, that's that's a that's a favorite summer activity. <laughs> summer specific one. Um, but you know, actually, I would say uh, hiking. There's a really great hike which you've been on, Cameron. I don't think you other guys Quote have been on. Quote great. Yeah, it, uh, it's great for Tamila. It's above average. Above average. No, it's it's great as in. Uh, it's it's really refreshing. It's not super difficult, but it's a really good view for what you get, and uh, it's just a really cool place. Um, quartzite hiking, quartzite. I really enjoy that over the summer. Um, besides that, some other great summer activities is uh, this this season. I plan on actually going fishing, so I nice. get to do that. I've done gone a couple times already, and it's really really relaxing. So that's cool. Yeah, cool. What do you like most about fishing? The actual like catching fish or the more just like hanging out and talking so i really enjoy just um just being there quietly just the activity of it hmm. until i catch something and then i start caring about catching things hmm. <laughs> if i if i even get a bite and it doesn't like if i don't reel it in then i get frustrated and then it's like less fun so just being there though is actually really relaxing if you keep yourself in the right mindset it's it's quite enjoyable yeah hmm. i like fishing hmm. I don't do it very often. How many times have you gone, would you say? <sighs> Honestly, not a ton. Probably 10 times. But I did fish a lot up at my cabin when I was little. Hmm. I remember I caught my first fish when I was five years old. Nice. Uh, and my dad helped me reel it in. Super tiny fish. But I was like, we have to eat this fish. So my mom cooked it. <laughs> and I swallowed like three fish bones. And they just got, I literally thought I was going to die. I was like five years old and my mom's like, you need to eat the fish slowly and make sure you pick out like the bones. And I just freaking inhaled the thing, man. 
So I'm just like, I'm literally just like choking on <laughs> in like the family room at the cabin. Mm. And my grandma's just like, why did you eat the, why did you, my, my mom's like, why did you eat, why did you eat the fish so fast? I told you not to. And then we had like bread. So my grandma's just like, just sw- chew the bread and just swallow it, just drink some water. <laughs> like just relax, breathe. Just breathe. relax. Yeah, so you're not going to die. It's just a fish bone. So. You're just feeling like you're dying. That was a very memorable day. Hmm. Yeah. I would like to be a person who likes fishing, but no, I'm with you there, Joey. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I think I went up like twice when I was younger and I just like, I wasn't very good at it for one. So maybe that was part of it, but I just like, couldn't get into it. I like wasn't catching anything. It was like really hot and I didn't put sunscreen on. Yeah. So it was like burning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. all. It's like that whole trend of your first experience can define whether you like it or not. And sometimes you can kind of like have that trauma of a bad first experience making it worse for like all the other times you tried doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we yeah. need to try it again. Yeah. You should have fishing. Yeah. You, you want to fish you guys on, a, yeah, let's uh, go on a two-person boat, Joey? Or mm-hmm. a little. Um, let's get four people on a two-person boat. Sounds great. Yeah, I'm down. Okay. Let's go. Cool. You pro- you promise? Um. Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> He hesitated. Four people on a two-person boat. I'm gonna Let's well, do I don't promise. Sorry, I don't promise four-person two-person boat. But with me. But I do promise to go with you if you'd like. Out on the lake in a boat. We're gonna get lost probably, Beautiful. but that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to get lost on a lake. <laughs> we'll do it. It's a lake. <laughs> yeah. We end up on the other side. We get disoriented. Yeah. We have to walk like two miles back around. Yeah. I just want to be like that old man, just like in like super large like galoshes just standing in the river just fly fishing oh yeah yeah fly fishing though that's like that's <laughs> super intense have you guys done it no no not fly fishing because fly fishing is at least so i've heard is actually really intense like it's a lot of really hard work and mm-hmm. it's like an art it's like interesting uh yeah it, it's it's a lot more intense than just fishing because with fly fishing it's like tricking the the fish and also um there's something about fly fishing where you, you actually it's all it, you're, you're basically in normal fishing, you throw it in and you reel it back. Right. But with fly fishing, you hardly do any of that. You do waving it over. Right. You don't necessarily just like reel it, throw it and reel it in. It's all like with the, with your hands. You don't just reel. You, you like take yeah. lower and it's, it's really right, so it's, you gotta, like direct the, yeah, the lure in different areas and stuff. Yeah. It's crazy, uh, crazy difficult. So I've heard so. Oh, no, that's why I've heard it too. I've never thought about yeah. it, but I've heard it's difficult. Yeah, that's why it's it's a hobby. Which difficult is so, but rewarding. Yeah, it's, it's the Dark Souls of fishing. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, I agree. Like, I like the aesthetic of doing that. But I mean, just sitting um, early morning in the lake, just sitting and going fishing, it's it's its own. That's probably a better time to do it when it's like not super hot and yeah, kind of, like peaceful. I remember so right towards the end of my high school career. I once worked at this like lake resort, just maintaining the the yard. And it would only require me going out there like maybe twice a month to cut, cut grass. But I remember going out there and I'd have to go out there really early to make sure no one was there hearing me. And, um, I would go there at like five in the morning, I think is when I would start. And when I got there, it was just peaceful, like just so peaceful. There's like the mist coming off of the lake, the dawn coming up and it was just so nice. I could not help just like sitting there and enjoying it mm-hmm. instead of working, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Nice. Next question, Cam. Well, I was going to do the, the toast before. Oh, let's do the toast. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I just want to thank all y'all and everyone who has uh, been on our podcast 
for uh for you know going through the motions and and you know going through all the awkward stuff the awkward silence um yeah ethan for for actually making it legit making it a business uh <laughs> well we'll earn some money someday <laughs> well, don't we have three bucks no uh, we're in we the at negative. least we're three dollars you know, <laughs> we do have a sponsor like how much money have we spent Oh yeah, I mean we're we're definitely like in the hole like a lot. Three dollars in the coffers. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Cheers to that, guys. <laughs> oh, first off, this kind of looks like really like no. concentrated urine that's I knew been sitting out for <laughs> about no, a week. No, it's all good. It's I like I like literally just opened the can. So what am I drinking now? Uh, to this like this is a uh, Hudson North Cider from New York. It is a. Uh, is this beer? It is a dry. <laughs> is this a beer? Is it, it's is it, cider. It is a hard cider. Yes. It is hard cider. Yes, it is. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. It's delicious. Thank you. Could be colder, but you know, muscle top. I think my like refrigerator, like the outside refrigerator, is like slowly dying. Really just gets like less colder and colder. Really? Like, no. Well, this was sitting out for a while too. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Over here. Good. Carry on. My my wayward wayward wayward. I mean, what, do you, what do you guys want to nice. what do you guys want to talk about i mean i don't you know have specific questions like lined up so i just figured this would be kind of a um a unstructured just kind of us talking kind of going against the structure that we've done for a lot of the other episodes where we're like very structured and we have questions um if that makes sense yeah that's fair i have an idea and you could say it's stupid if you want but of of talking about the the shade old guy and then showing it. The shale guy? The shale guy who who the knocked out guy. the... Okay. <laughs> wow, what a buzzkill. That's right. It's fine. <laughs> just an idea. It was a good idea. I just... Yeah, I, I know I know him. Like personally? Personally, as in I did sports with him for a long time. Uh, I just don't really want to talk about some guy that I don't really know, but no. Hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Claiming like trying to act cool, like you yeah. know him, but you really don't. I don't know him that well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did hurt me once, though. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you might say it's justice. Yes, justice. He is black. What? <laughs> <laughs> he does have a really cool story. That's his mom. Mom has a crazy story. But. Yeah. Black came out of the blue. Yeah. Or out of the black. <laughs> anyway. What can we talk about? Um, the origins of pizza. No. Yeah, pineapple and pizza. Yay or nay? Did we no. talk about that? Yeah. Oh, we've already had the discussion, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, that was, I think, in the first yeah. episode we did. I think we did. So I don't actually like care that much personally about pineapple and pizza. I'm neither against it nor for it. But I've known so many Italians who like have committed attempted murder, you know, uh, about it that... I don't know. It seems like something we should take more seriously. At least address it as a country. Like you don't just put the pineapple on the pizza. Yeah, at least like, without thinking about it. Let's yeah. let's get the legislation involved. Let's let's bring it before Congress and say yay, nay, and then let's vote on it. You know, people make the argument like Italians don't eat pineapple on pizza, right? Yeah, yeah. Valid argument, but what about like Asian food or Mexican food? Like how many things that we tweak that you like American? It's like yeah. this is a, this is. A, this isn't what they do in Mexico or this isn't what they do in China. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do you like, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of that so, where it's like, yeah, just yeah, like, like the more you do it, you improve it. Where did the Hawaiian pizza like actually come from? And then if you look at that culture, do they 
even like that or is that something that we have like taken and twisted because there is a lot of that like um like when you think of um you know different products that come from a certain place that are named after that specific place what's ironic is that a lot of those things and it could be like food it could be like drinks a lot of those things like if you actually trace it back like they don't even practice or like they don't even like do that really that makes sense mm. yeah it's it's really weird like phenomenon huh interesting yeah i wonder if that applies you guys have heard about um is it, i think it's belgian beers right you guys have heard of belgian beers yeah so they're like um much harder proof i think than most and they're like really really intense beers but yep. i remember I think that might be a case of that, but I'm not, I'm not sure about it. Yeah, like but... a Belgian weight log or whatever. Yeah. There's a similar thing with like the Vienna, uh, I can't remember the full name, but Sausages. some sort of Vienna, no, some yeah. sort of Vienna lager um, is not actually a thing in Vienna. It's only in like American places where they have that. Yeah, it's a weird. What about Alaskan beer? What if it's not from Alaska, guys? Oh no, what would I do? <laughs> uh... Yeah, I think... Um, the weird part is that it's Hawaiian pizza, but it has Canadian bacon on it. <laughs> what's the deal Funny. with that? No, I'm not even kidding. Like, what's the deal with that? I feel like this is betraying our country. Wait, what no. is Canadian bacon? How did that get the name Canadian bacon? Uh, who I knows? Don't know. I don't know. I feel like it it's was a melting just... pot. Okay. I'm going on a limb here, but you know how Canadians, and I've never met a Canadian who is not super polite to me. And I don't know if it's because they're afraid of being invaded by America or if it's, they're just very polite, but, um, I wonder if it was like they ordered bacon, they got that instead, and they were too polite to say no. And so that became Canadian bacon. <laughs> so Hawaiian pizza That's is awesome. actually Canadian. Oh! It, it, or, uh, yeah, or it originates from uh, Canada. 1962. From 1962. That's it? That's yep. Real. So how does Hawaii feel about this? How does Hawaii feel? About yeah, how, how does Hawaii feel like about this? It's probably one of those things where they're like, you know, when you think of Hawaii, you think of like, you know, hula skirts, uh, pineapples, pina coladas. Luau's, and so they're coconuts. like, oh, like this has pineapple, so it must be Hawaiian. Yeah. Even though Canada <laughs> was like, yeah, we love pineapples up here. We put it on everything. <laughs> yeah. And then Canadian bacon, uh, it, it just stems from the mid 1800s where they imported meat from Canada. Mm -hmm. And so they called it Canadian. Interesting. So it's, what is it was imported. Bacon? It's just, it, it's basically just pork. Just some kind of pork. It's just like sliced spam. You know, I'm pretty like, sure it's spam. It's not spam. I don't know. It has a consistency of spam. You think so? I don't know. At a certain point, everything like spam. Yeah, so it's back meat. It's back meat. It's pork back meat. Oh. Spam is what is what's in spam? It's a whole bunch of just mumbo jumbo. Like just mm, no, it's just the, pork and it's all the bad yeah. parts of like they just take the whole thing and don't they just like grind it up i don't think so i think it's yeah just... it's just ground pork and processed ham well, but then they put like sugar and like salt and other like things into it mm -hmm. haven't you guys actually had spam oh, i yeah. love spam jinx oh, i don't nice. know if i, I love nice. spam but yes yeah, my best boy Duda i like it makes a really good oh. spam musubi oh it's great mm. it's really good nice. it's underrated i love spam musubi yeah, I've uh, yeah, I've never had it. So, Cameron, here's what you gotta do. <clears throat> yeah, we'll have it on the podcast sometime. You guys, I'll go pick some up. There's, you know, yeah, slice it up. Okay, and then and then you gotta put it on a fryer, some butter. No, you don't put. You don't need butter on spam. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you spam put this is so fatty already, dude. More fat, the better. <laughs> <laughs> put it on the pan, fry it, then <clears throat> take some bread. It's really complicated. Take some bread, put some mayo on it, then put the spam on the sandwich, 
and then you eat I don't it. Like mayo. I'm sorry. Oh. You don't like mayo? Well, no, I don't like mayo. Why don't you like mayo? It's disgusting. It's just like. Do you like uh, miracle? Just whip? salty and like nasty. Oh. What is that? That's basically mayo. But it's it tastes like slightly different. Um, how do you feel about mustard? Mustard's good. Good. Like, do you have preference, Dijon? If uh, I'll just put it this way, if I'm having like a, a hot dog or like a hamburger, I would just put mustard on it. Do you put ketchup on your hamburger? No. Or hot dog? No. That's put, fair. Do like I I don't really like, <laughs> like, you know, like Heinz fifty seven like ketchup, yeah, no. like that prepared ketchup. It just has this weird like acidic taste. Yeah. And so I usually just take tomato paste and like make my own with like it's also agave. Water. You can put agave. You yeah. Can put brown sugar. Yep. Yeah, like brown sugar. You can put like you know different sorts of like spices and stuff. Interesting. Do you yeah. like sauerkraut? Yeah. Cool. Sour of kraut. You look like a guy who likes sauerkraut. Yeah. What about Cameron makes you think that he likes sauerkraut? <laughs> I think uh his German heritage. What do I the beard? Um I think you like more like intense flavors. What does that mean? Sauerkraut's not that intense. Uh, to the average person, <laughs> really? Yeah, I think most people don't like sauerkraut. I, I would, I would say it's intense. Yeah, I like wow. sauerkraut. Sorry, that's actually surprising. I love sauerkraut. Yeah. One thing which I really enjoy, which I think a lot of people don't, is mushrooms. Oh, I love. Mushrooms. I really enjoy like sautéed mushrooms. Those are really good. Mm. Sautéed mushrooms. Yeah, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't, no, I'm with you. It's, it's like the whole like I don't know the whole like texture of it. I do think that it has like a place in cooking, mm -hmm. just because it helps to like give things moisture and give things like a certain texture um but the actual texture of the mushroom i don't know it's just kind of like rubbery yeah i'm I with you know, it's kind of i agree i suppose i can get that it really depends on how you cook it, it does, I get, yeah. like a raw mushroom i don't like the texture either no, no. but sauteed mushroom is just the flavor of it is so i don't know it's so like um so like deep and mellow i really enjoy it it's something that's not can't really be found elsewhere like i can't find any flavor like mushrooms that's true those really big mushrooms mm -hmm. and like you can cut it where it's like burger size and some people eat like vegans eat mushrooms what? but that would be really good on a hand like a sauteed like a huge just piece of mushroom yeah, sauteed on a burger with you have to like cut some, it pretty thick though yeah with some swiss cheese and of course it would shrink to about a quarter of its size yeah, but yeah yeah it's weird it absorbs like three ounces of butter and yet it shrinks i still don't understand but it's heck of water. <laughs> what I really want to try is the uh, mushroom, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's a mushroom that tastes like chicken and has a consistency of like chicken. Do you guys know what this is? Mm. Does this uh, bring you to happy places? I don't, even, <laughs> I don't even know where you would find it. I don't even know what it is called. Just type in mushroom oh, that tastes go. like chicken. Well, how do you uh, oh, it's a Latin. I, I can't read it. Try. try I, it. I'll try it. <clears throat> uh, porous soup porous. Yes. Yes. It's called Chicken of the Woods. Chicken of the oh. Woods? I thought chicken, like of chicken of the Woods was a chicken. <laughs> no, it's a mushroom. <laughs> you know, chickens originated as jungle fowl. Did you know that? Oh. I would love to know how what? they survived for as long as they did without our help because um, I've dealt with a lot of chickens and none of them seemed like they could survive in the woods. For... It's because they've been domesticated. <laughs> I once had an animal which ran away from me into the woods and I've never seen it since. It was a peahen hmm. and it just like... What, what is a peahen? A peahen is... Just like a small chicken. <laughs> no, you know, there you when guys, can't peacocks, right? So peacocks is a male peahen. A peacock is a male peahen. Okay. And so a peahen looks like that. It has that weird gaudy, like bright white dots on its body and everything. Hmm. But if it stops moving, it becomes invisible. 
it's one of those dazzle camouflages where it's like it looks so it sticks out so much and then it stops moving in the grass and you're like where did it go natural camouflage natural camouflage nice. you, had a, you had this as a pet no we had this as a freebie like so i live on a farm <laughs> i live on a farm and when you order um chicks from some companies they'll send you like a freebie sometimes with them it's like oh we can't get Just rid of this animal free. Yeah, like, buy it you buy like 200 you get a weird free animal and they think <laughs> people will like this sort of thing and so we had this animal like well we got to take care of it i guess and so yeah did you eat it no i couldn't find it again it ran away it, it just it, like it ran into the woods <laughs> apparently it thought i was left was more dangerous than the predators in the world yeah, it, it definitely died yeah. Yeah, yeah. it definitely died. unless it's preparing a gorilla war <laughs> It's out there waiting, watching. Could be. Yeah. Could be. It's weird to think about like all the different animals and like fruits and vegetables and stuff that we've like domesticated. Yeah. Over like the period that like America has been around. Um, like I was looking at one the other day where it was like different vegetables like that were domesticated. So like corn, uh, like before, you know, it was like altered and domesticated. It was basically like uneatable. Basically, it was just like this thin, like little strip of like kernels and it was like green. And it was like super like grainy and just like hard and not something that you would want to like eat with. Like even if you mashed it up, it, it wouldn't be like in a form that you could actually like, like safely eat. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, then there's other weird ones like eggplants were totally different. Um, yes, it's weird. It's I wild. Like, I like eggplants. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. They, they used to look like little green tomatoes. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then they, uh, you know, made them larger and made them purple for, I don't know, whatever reason. For the emoji. Here's a fun fact about... Oh. How'd you... Wait, sorry. Say that again? I was just waiting for Ethan to say that. Yeah. Did was, you say emoji? The yeah. emoji with the emojis? We don't, we don't have to explain it. Yeah. Um. So... <laughs> oh, gosh, Ethan. Um, I, I was actually going to bring up a fact which I learned recently, which I thought was interesting. So, did you guys know that banana is a berry? I know. Okay. Bananas were way different too. Yeah, I believe they were Are plantains a berry too? Plantains. Plantains a berry too? I don't know. Probably they're just like same family, same, no. roughly the same yeah. kind of. Did you know people, people used to think that tomatoes were poisonous for the longest time? Yeah, because they served it on silver. Oh. And silver reacts. So tomato what? reacts with silver and makes it poisonous. Oh, and really? So somebody proved that tomatoes were edible hmm. by eating it off of off the yeah off the tomato tree. Nice. Yeah, interesting, right? And, and green tomatoes are poisonous. Oh, still, did you? Good to know. Still wouldn't suggest eating a green tomato. <laughs> did you guys know that um, turkeys, like the turkey animal, came from uh, chickens and rabbits breeding together? <laughs> Are you sure that's true? Then it's not true. Okay, you can't just believe everything you read on me. Abraham Lincoln said that. I just, made, I just made that up. So. <laughs> Did you know that turkeys were very close to becoming our national bird? Mm. Yeah, I actually think that would have been kind of cool. They're, they're pretty like fierce, yeah. you know. They're pretty like dangerous. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, they are like uh, they're kind of you know they seem to fit a little bit, but <clears throat> the eagle is. I don't know. It's like a gigantic buzzard. It's it's very pretty. I'm but glad. Or it's not a turkey. I like the eagle more. Mm, yeah. I think uh, the best right, national we bird. We don't have the eagle for Thanksgiving dinner. So. No. How about the albatross? What if we had the albatross be a national bird? What do you think would be the, the, the state animal? No, let's say the city animal of Spokane. What would be the city animal? Ground squirrels. Yeah, some sort yeah. of squirrel because they're like literally everywhere. Mm. I would say ground squirrels. So we're the lilac city. So what are... 
weird like bugs that ruin flowers aphids um what 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 did you say aphids ethans <laughs> aphids aphids yes ethans <laughs> yes ethans <laughs> when did we come to lilac city when did that happen i don't know probably when uh spokane was actually founded Hmm. Which was like what, like 1910, 1920, or something like that. Hmm. Could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. No cool moment. Joe and I were just <laughs> looking. We we were walking by the Masonic Temple the other day. So that's creepy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's where the aliens live. Yeah, <laughs> that's where Cthulhu comes down to, mm-hmm. to walk among men. How how um how sure are you guys that there isn't aliens? Like scale of one to ten. How positive are you that there is not aliens? <laughs> Ten. Oh, nine really? Point yeah. 9.9. 9.9? I would say that God doesn't tell anybody anybody's story but their own. Mm, so you're 10. So yeah, I would, I'd be like, okay. if, if there were, we would never meet them and never know them and it wouldn't matter. I love like oh, science yeah. fiction and I love like the theory yeah. uh, and <clears throat> speculation of aliens. I think it's like super interesting. Yeah. Um, but in a practical sense, no. And you know the thing. I, I don't know how to explain like the thing there. You know the aircrafts that people keep seeing that they For say sure. are like you know faster and more agile than like any uh, you know aircraft that we have made on Earth. And yeah. I don't know like what that would be or like what the explanation for that would be. But I don't. Know. I would. I would I say, say like unless I see it with my be, own two eyes. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say like a, a really easy one would be demons because I mean we're promised that in scriptures that like demons. Right, are, but demons don't actually inhabit our physical plane. Demons don't inhabit because they, they possess. They, they possess they things. Possess no, they can people. still. They manif- It says they manifest themselves as ministers of light, and so uh, they they can they can take form as mm-hmm. whatever they want to. And um, angels as well. And angels as well. Angels I mean, well. angels took form of men. They weren't possessing men. They were no. taking form of men. So um, it's it's it seems like possible. Yeah, it seems possible at least, um, if not probable, because the the thing is is like what that belief lends to seems to line up with like Satan's agenda so much, like the believing yeah. in aliens and stuff. And the crazy part though is like you were saying, I enjoy sci-fi because I don't believe aliens are real. You know, yeah. just like you can enjoy Greek mythology because you don't believe Zeus is real. If you actually believed in the Pantheon, you'd be freaked out by all these stories. You'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna die. Oh no, I better make some sacrifices right now. Yes. But yeah, yeah, when you actually believe in those stories, it ruins them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like 19. No, I'm like 19. Whoa, I'm like 9.999% sure. <laughs> yeah. There's a sliver of a chance that they're real. I'm not gonna totally discount it. I've just seen some stuff, not or with my own eyes. Stuff. Not with my own two eyes, but you know, no, on, on Discovery Channel, <laughs> just, they'll convince you. Uh, yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Well, I think it's a lot like um, like Bigfoot and the Loch Ness monster, both of which I are phenomenal. Bigfoot. Yeah, like it's not a matter of believing or not believing because, as far as I can concern, it's like as far as I'm concerned, it could be like both. You know, it could be made up. And it could be real because especially with the Loch Ness Monster, there's a lot of evidence of other stories around the world of monsters, which are a lot like dinosaurs, which um, are still around. Like I remember reading or listening to some anecdotes from the Congo about there's this creature where like the locals actually have a name for it and everything. And it's highly aggressive. And it's this gigantic lizard. And um, 
and it's it has like a long neck like a small brontosaurus or whatever and so they have a name for it and everything but um people call that a legend because we obviously dinosaurs. but how do you know it isn't just like a really large blizzard well it is a really large like a gila monster or something like that a gila monster a gila monster in the congo um well that's that's a really good point uh that would because that is a i believe like a tropical is that is that a tropical animal the gila the gila monster i believe it is right there's like really large desert desert area. desert yeah the mm, gila monster okay. would be desert um but mm. i mean something like that that's a really good question i'm not a biologist so i don't really know but it's um it's one of those things where, like they've described it i remember hearing a story there are these like five swimmers these five divers that went out one one night and only one guy came back like there's this this story which apparently wasn't highly publicized but i remember like reading it and this this guy came back and he was describing how he was being chased by this thing in the water which had a long neck and had a, a like a like a, a he said it looked like a lamp like his it, hmm. the, the face was like a lamp nice uh and it, he could hear the screams of the people behind him as they were like he, they were being dragged down into the water Dang. and stuff. So I mean, like, there's all kinds of those stories, yeah. especially like with the Loch Ness monster. There's far too much evidence to say it doesn't exist. Yeah, but it's a self-fulfilling prophecy of deception because yeah. when somebody believes in something like that, then there are people who will falsify evidence to make it more yeah. true than it is. Yeah, and so that's a cryptid. That's uh, the one called the, Jer the Jersey Devil, mm. and it's uh, basically a horse that has wings, like bat wings, and then it has uh, tusks like a ram. You just thought of putting a picture of a devil just right in the middle of your <laughs> workspace? Yep. No, I, I made that. Hmm. Yeah. All right, Cameron. It was for like a, um, a bunch of artists like got together and then we each um, like picked a cryptid and did like a sketch and then we all like mm. traded sketches. So we had someone else's sketch and then you had to make a print like of that, like based on that sketch. Uh, and so we all had different ones. Like some one person had Bigfoot, one person had like Mothman. Oh, that's cool. Um, you know, all those different ones. Um, yeah, I, I find it interesting to like learn about those because it's like at what point is it just like someone has perceived something to be something that it's not. And then yeah. based on that story, other people like project their ideas onto like actual occurrings mm -hmm. and then it becomes a thing. Like at what point? Yeah. Does just like something become an actual thing? I don't know. It's really yeah. it's really interesting because we have such limited perception. That's really difficult. But there's I think there's a lot more times than we give credit for, um, especially now that we think we're enlightened because people believe that since we have science, since we have the scientific method, that all of a sudden we we know things that we don't actually know that we can prove right. things. For example, proving extinction. Like to prove something is extinct, we'd actually have to be all around the world at the same time and all agree there's not there's nothing here. All we can prove is like we haven't seen one for a very 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 long time. Hmm. Um, so yeah, with something like that, I wonder how much of it though is actually just descriptions using things they know. Like for example, the horse with bat wings with horns. It's like how much of that is just fantastical, like people adding on ideas, and how much of it is trying to explain something without having the vocabulary. So like using known things to describe something. I mean, think yeah. of the giraffe, the way the giraffe was described back in like in England before they had one to show, before they had scientifically described every element. It was described as like a, uh, it was it had like the skin of a leopard and then it had like the, it had horns, but it had like the neck of an elephant's tail. Like there's all kinds of yeah. weird things that were used to describe it. Was it was like, um, I think it was the skull of a hippo and someone thought that it was like a prehistoric dinosaur or something like that just because of the way that the skull looked or maybe it wasn't a hippo it was something similar to that but yeah like if you look at 
or maybe it was an elephant. It might have been an elephant. Like when you look at the skull of this animal, it looks like something completely different. Yeah. Um, and people would just, you know, who just assumed. put there. They perceived that, and so then they made that a reality until, you know, people actually figured it out. <laughs> yeah. I remember hearing a story in uh, Scotland. There was this prehistoric man, like this 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 bone found. You might oh, find this yeah. funny. Uh, so there is this bone that was found later it was discovered that it was forged a big surprise there so it was a proof for um an evolutionary what would that be called the missing link like proof mm -hmm. for a missing link that later turned out to be forged <laughs> missing link anyway uh I, I thought it was interesting you guys know sir arthur conan doyle um <clears throat> the, the writer for sherlock holmes yeah it's highly probable so i read that it was actually him that that like played a joke on a buddy nice. of his and then it became something that's actually in the science books it's like that's oh awesome. this is proof for evolution but it's probably so i hear like sir arthur conan doyle being like i want to play a joke on the public huh. yeah anyway. yeah so people thought that that's... it was a cyclops wow but it, no it's just an elephant skull <laughs> type in uh naked awesome. monk what naked bear <laughs> type in naked bear okay i think i've bear. seen i think i've seen those they look pretty yeah. freaky they do look very freaky what naked seen, bear what the no yeah you've seen it, you've seen it robbie it no looks... i haven't yeah it's pretty weird that know. is so odd oh no 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 yeah naked man oh geez i don't know <laughs> nice i don't know if i think it's that odd it's pretty weird it's like seeing a yellow's cat yeah yeah this cat's kind of like hairless anything's a little weird. bit mm -hmm. yeah uh, i i'm hairless yeah don't wink at me. <laughs> I don't have any, like I have no arm hair. So hey, my, what are these? That's arm hair. Barely any. At least it's hair down, down in your eyebrows. I do. Mm. Yeah. Actually, it does look weird when like people don't have eyebrows or yeah. eyelashes. It's very. I knew a kid in high school actually, or middle school. Yeah, in middle school, he just like just <laughs> just shaved his eyebrows off, and everyone was like. Bro. I have a cousin. Bro. <laughs> I, I, have a, I had a cousin who actually had a disorder where he, like he lost all his hair. Yeah, what? yeah. And so Dang. like he had to get surgery to put. I think it was actually ink in his head. To I was gonna say, did he get tattooed like eyebrows? I think yeah. He did something. It wasn't. It was something beyond just tattoo because I think hmm. something about tattoos like doesn't stay right. It doesn't look right. And it wasn't implants, yeah, but it like was fades and blurs. Yeah, it fades a lot. I think pretty yeah. quickly. It was yeah. really interesting though. Like I thought that was really cool. He's a cool guy. That's yeah. like the one reason why I like continue to hesitate getting a tattoo is because I know that over time, like it's going to get blurry and like not as vibrant and it's just going to like look weird. Mm. And I don't want to just like keep having to go back and like continue to touch it up over time. I also like, I mean, th think about it. I regret what I ate this morning oftentimes. So like you can, you have so many regrets for your decisions and then that regret, you'll never be able to just walk past that regret. It will be with you everywhere. <laughs> you can run past. How do you feel about this as someone with tattoos? I feel fine. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't are regret getting, them? Are they getting blurry yet or do they still look pretty good? Yeah, I say one of them because it's like five years now. Yeah. Dude, five years, man. Do you need to touch that then? Yeah, probably. Uh, I think, I don't know what they say about how often, but uh, hmm. yeah. I think if you did get a tattoo, what, five, getting a simple design instead of something with like multiple colors and shades and yeah. stuff like that is a lot wiser when it comes to like how much it will fade and change because a simple design can't fade that yeah. much hmm. that's true yeah 
you know, something bold, something simple. bold. Yeah. I, I've been, I've been, you know, yeah. I've been thinking about doing a tattoo for the past two years, hmm. off and on. It's She's never what? I mean, it's nothing crazy. It's just, it's just a tattoo Trump's right thing. above my butt. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just on my like, is it feminine? This is, I'm just genuine question. Is it feminine? You can't get this out. We're keeping this. Go ahead. No <laughs> That's fine. Go I don't Joe. care. Is it feminine to have a wrist tattoo? Like, is that is that no. yes. a feminine? I don't know. There, you, know I don't, you know what's feminine? What? Getting, like, wings on your back. That's pretty feminine. I wasn't planning on getting wings on my back. Okay, good. But, or uh, the trees on your wrist. Oh, you, you yeah. You know what's feminine? Butterflies? Or like, le- or, like, leaves, like, on your arm. Yeah, like, a, like, a vine with leaves. Like, that's pretty feminine. Okay. Hmm. So I was thinking about getting like flowers all down my arm. Yeah, would that be considered feminine? No. Oh, can you tell me okay. what kind of flowers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are they, I'm just are kidding. They like Japanese like flowers, or are they like lilacs? Lilacs, lilac city baby. No, that's way too masculine. Yeah. Represent. Yeah, that, that'd be like I think you could. I think you could probably pull it off. Do you think Joey could pull off that? I think what? so. Flowers on my arm. Yeah. I think you could pull it off. I think it depends on the flowers. Uh, Get some earrings too. Oh yeah. <laughs> some gauges. No. <laughs> Lip piercing though, that's that's when it becomes too much. Mm. Or like tongue. Oh, tongue, Ooh, tongue piercing painful. it really bothers me because it's like what is the point? Like at that point you're just asking for an infection. <laughs> I have to ask though, because it is something I mean you're not uh, lip piercings are meant for aesthetic, right? Yeah. And so know. you don't pierce something piercing, which you don't show. Right? right. That's not what a tongue piercing is for. Well, people get piercings that the general public can't see. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> yes. And none of them seem like good ideas. No, I would just say just I would just say stay away from like yeah, piercings or like anything I similar to pierced. that. Well, I'll go back. It's to just the too much maintenance. Yeah. My ears, not, I still have my ears pierced. Yeah. 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 You could probably do an earring. I could. Yeah. I did. I had double piercings for a while i know now i just have these which i wear earrings like once a year just to see if they still fit i'll wear them for a day so wow, yeah look at you yeah look at <laughs> all right uh, do we need to like go to the bathroom and get out of here or something <laughs> no i'm good okay i was just gonna say that i love being on this podcast oh cool i do too okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit tall for these mics, but um, yeah. You just gotta like slouch over it. Yeah, well, that's what I was doing. I was like, (laughs) now I can can speak more comfortably. I mean, if you wanna donate, you know, a few couple hundred dollars, you could get like the really fancy. Ooh, that like come down. Or we could could fundraise. We could could fundraise, Cam. Please don't hold it. It sounds terrible. Oh. What? I said we could fundraise. Solution achieved. Nice. Does that sound better? Yeah, sounds pretty good. Cool. Good. cool. <laughs> All right. <sighs> yeah. You know, it's interesting. So one of the things which um, I think about often, especially with uh, piercings and tattoos, is their like cultural significance, like what they mean, the thing themselves, not just what you write. But with piercings and tattoos, there's significance attached to it and how piercings have almost universally been a sign of slavery or a sign of ownership which is like something that you want to think about before you do. But um, also tattoos too have a lot of, a lot of um, attachment to like, I don't know, I guess 
sailors. I remember being like sailors were known for having tattoos because they were the only ones who went to the islands where the tattoo artists were, you know, operating out of. Yep. And so it's it's very interesting thinking about it like throughout history. Now it's become mainstream, just like yoga's become it's mainstream. It's art now. Yeah, now now it's yeah. art. Yoga, yoga, yoga. But it used to be yogi, yogi, yogi. It used to have a lot more significance. It used to have a lot more um literal meaning behind it yeah it was more yeah. like you were signing your allegiance to something whether yeah. it be like you know you're in the military and everyone you're you know in your yeah in your squad your platoon or whatever you mm. know gets uh, a brand you know yeah. that is that represents that company or you know if you're like like you were saying like sailor like you know there's different like sailor tattoos and stuff but it was all like i feel like historically so you were basically um showing that you're like loyal to a certain thing uh whereas now it's just like oh it's just like a, a cool like piece of art that i that i'll put on my my body mm. yeah but it makes me think there's a lot of those things which used to have excuse me a lot more meaning behind them but over time they've just become what you do you know like, oh, yeah. there's a lot of those things where we just don't really realize like what they mean or what they meant in the to begin with oh everything and in things yeah. such as as mundane as like tattoos or even just what we wear too True. sorry joey i you really need to get that fixed yeah i've just been playing with it please mm. don't please don't play sorry thank you you got any bread left yeah let's get that bread that bread joey <laughs> oh man i don't need it <laughs> yeah i'm good sorry uh, what is the most exotic place that you guys have been to? Costa Rica. Costa Rica. You. Guadalajara, Mexico. Nice. Yeah. Could you say that again? Guadalajara, Mexico. Guadalajara. It's really not that tropical, but we cool. went south to a place that was a lot more tropical, like a smaller town south of Guadalajara. Oh, cool. Okay. It was fun. Uh, Hawaii. Mm, that sounds pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Nothing, nothing crazy. Ritzy. Just gosh, <laughs> just like well, which which island? Like you Hawaii, like that Kona person. Kona. I could live. I could have a condo in Hawaii that I go to. You know, a couple months later. So <laughs> Kona isn't like one of the big main islands, right? It's not. It's as a little touristy. island. Yeah. And so the the little islands are known for being more traditional, aren't they? Yeah, isn't Kona considered to be like the best one to go if you're like sightseeing? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not an ex expert on. Uh, or is it Maui that's considered like? It's the biggest, so it's the best. I'm not sure. It was cool though. There was like a lot of uh, cool beaches, black sand beach, hmm. you know, different colored sand beaches. Uh, did kind of coffee while you were there? Yeah, I did. There was volcanoes. I honestly just like laying outside and tanning. Like I don't. Nice. I'm a pretty simple guy. Simple man. Simple man. I just like laying outside. <laughs> First time I got sunburnt was laying out by the pool though. It wasn't even that bad of a sunburn, but I felt it because I've never been sunburnt before. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's the most exotic place. A lot of white people though, because it's tourist area. Mm. So really? okay. yeah, yeah. I want to go to Hawaii someday, but go to like the really, really small islands where like yeah. people hardly go. Because yeah. I, I heard uh someone was telling me that like on those small islands, um, people treat you like an outsider. Like people don't like you invading that. Like that's where the Hawaii is. The other places that's that's tourists. Right. But there, that's that's actually that's where the people of Hawaii live and they'll just like stare you down until you leave but oh. i don't know that from experience and i want to experience that kind mm. of ostracism <laughs> <laughs> what i have a question yes what is the main thing that gets you out of bed in the morning so like when you're when you're laying in your bed and you're like i don't want to get up at all 
what's the thing that just drives you and gets you fear it's a great question fear i'm kind of kidding no you're not what's (laughs) expound on that (laughs) um well i have to get to work on time yeah so the it's not really fear like what like like literally literally have to get or like like motivates me to get out of bed for sure yeah the fear if i don't go to work i'm gonna get fired if i get fired then this is gonna happen no no uh what motivates me to get out of bed uh what god's called me to do uh being a good steward uh just using my time wisely i think it's the big one actually probably using my time wisely it's like okay i'm gonna wake up at this time to do as much as i can do to the best of my abilities so you can lay in bed until 11 a.m. in the morning, but then it's like you stumble out of bed, you eat breakfast, you shower. It's 12:30, and then it's just- that's a real phenomenon. Being like sleep drunk, where you almost have a hangover from sleep, where you just like sleep too much, and instead of feeling more rested, you just feel like awful. Like you want to go back to bed. It's true. It's your whole REM cycle. Yeah, yeah that's why I don't take naps because I just like feel horrible. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought you don't take naps because you don't sleep. No, I feel like with me, I, I get up because I feel like if I don't get up, I'm like missing out on like, there's stuff that needs to be done. And if I don't get up and get to it, like I'm going to miss out on things and I'm going to waste time. I don't know. It's like, it's kind of like FOMO, you know what I mean? It's like, while I'm sleeping here, someone else has already been at work for like two hours. I don't know. It's kind of when the day mentality. Yeah. 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 I'd say in my case, it's, um, like, I guess enjoying life as much as possible. I mean, my first thought was like glorifying God in my body and how like living today well makes every tomorrow better and every yesterday living today perfection, makes you know, every tomorrow better. That's a good quote. It's actually an amalgamation of a poem. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it is, it's a really great principle. And that's what I think of like glorifying God in my body. Cause I think of that scripture in Corinthians where it says like, um, how like God is for the body, like the body is for the Lord and the Lord is for the body. And growing up, I hadn't really thought about that, but recently I've been thinking about that more and more about like God is actually for our body, like our body and our, our living is not wrong. It's not like a second best thing. Like God is actually for us. Um, not just for us as in like on our side, but also for us, like he is rooting for our happiness. No, happiness is not the right word, joy. He's rooting for our joy. He's rooting for our joy and he wants us to enjoy what he's created. He doesn't want us to just like take it and say, oh, this is okay. No, he wants us to enjoy what he's created. And that's one of the things which helps me get out of the bed in the morning. He's like, how can I glorify God in my body in the way God's created me? Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. It's a good question though, yeah. yeah. I have a less um less good question, but I want to hear your answer before I ask it. The, something it's been like recent thing. It's just been like practicing like denying myself. Like if if I know in my head I have had enough sleep. If I had had eight hours, if I get in bed at like ten, I'm trying to wake up at seven or something. I don't know if that's eight hours, but six. I don't know. If I know I've had eight hours, I can get up fine. Uh, and so it's it's a good practice of like that's been a recent thing. Like. Like now the, the basic premise of, of following, of being an apprentice of Jesus is saying, I'm, I'm following his ways. So I'm going to deny myself of this sleep. I don't need 12 hours, you know, yes. I don't need this. And so I, I would argue that you don't need eight hours, but I don't want to be like controversial. I'm just saying like, 
you know, I feel like seven, if you get seven, you're probably good. I mean, it's different for everyone. Yeah. And I, I wish I could function like really well on five hours. Like yeah, that'd be awesome. Too. Get those oh. hours back. Honestly, I wish I didn't have to sleep. Oh, no, but no, no, no. That's one of those things. Like, I mean, just think about like, if you didn't have to sleep, Manic how much you would get done? I you just feel like, like, like God made rest for a purpose. Feel like you oh, have, he like, did. I feel like from yeah. work. Even if you didn't need it, I feel, I feel like, like you need it. Just to yeah. not do anything. If you don't need it physically, I think it's it's mentally, still important. spiritually, I mean, just it is, for your it brain is required. To do that's anything. true. At I, that point, we're just robots, right? Yeah, <laughs> I do. I <laughs> am a robot. I do agree. Family. Like, there's something really pleasurable and good about sleep. But I agree with what Cameron and I think what you're getting at is that there seems to be a lot of time wasted in sleep. Like, there's a lot of times when you're trying to sleep and you set this aside to like the time aside to sleep, right? But you can't fall asleep or you yeah. you are like not sleeping in that deep sleep, which actually gives you rest. You just kind of like this half, almost less than rest. Like it's it's almost it would almost be better sometimes to just be working and then have that deep sleep rather than having more just sleep. Just in bed for like an hour going like yeah. yeah. I could yeah. be doing something else. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, an author... Uh, a pastor in the Midwest that was a part of uh, the ministry. I was a part of, I never read his book, but I heard about it. He was just talking about, and I, I wonder if you guys have experienced this and I don't know if this is the direction you want to go with the podcast, but it's interesting. Like he was just saying, when we wake up, basically we have tons of lies that are flooding our, our head right when we wake up, the moment we wake up, boom, like you're getting lies all the time. And so he was, he basically talked about like, when you wake up, we should basically embrace the sorrow. So like embrace the reality of the lies. Like the lies are probably true. Like part of the lies are actually probably true. Like I don't deserve God's love. It's true. You don't, you know, I don't deserve like, I don't deserve to wake up today. Or, you know, like you're going to have some intense lies firing at you. Yeah. And then he said, so like embrace those lies, embrace the sorrow of those lies. And then filter with the gospel and filter with truth before you even get up and go for the day. Yeah. And so that's what I've been thinking about lately. Like I wake up and I just feel guilty and I haven't, didn't even do anything wrong. I just feel guilt. And it's like, okay, there's probably some truth to the guilt. Embrace it. How does the gospel filter into that? And then yeah. walk up through my day. Yeah, that's, that's what I've been thinking about you, lately. Do you wake up feeling guilty? Um, it really depends on how much sleep I got. Um, yeah. I, I think a lot of times, a lot of the things... One of the things which I've been realizing more and more, especially today, was how much, how much I overanalyze the like I, I'll, I'll act as if something going on in my heart is a moral issue when oftentimes it's as simple as I have low blood sugar. You know, it's like a lot of times, that's, like I'll be thinking, like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so horrible right now. I'm yeah. struggling with depression. You I feel, feel so far from God." And sometimes it's as simple as take a nap. You know, some jazz. Yeah, that needs cool jazz. Snickers, candy yeah. bar. Anyway, so yeah, yeah I, I totally get what you're saying though. Yeah. Um, one thing which, uh, one, one thing like every morning when I wake up, and I've already told you guys all this, but I think it's worth repeating. Every morning when I wake up, I feel the need to like crawl back on the altar. And so when I pray in the morning, like my first thought in the morning, not quite my first thought. There's all there's oftentimes thoughts which are like, oh my gosh, I need to go to work. And then you, you know, once you're in control of yourself, my first thought is praying like, God, help me crawl back onto the altar for today. And then secondly, God, sanctify this day for yourself. Like set it apart mm. from the other days. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. I was talking to uh, one of the dudes from the church. He was just saying like before he even goes to the bathroom, like if he doesn't go to the bathroom before like preaching, I think it's Ephesians 6 himself, like the belt mm. of salvation and the belt of truth, the, harm, the helmet of salvation, all that stuff. Yeah. Like if he doesn't do that. Armor before, of God. 
yeah, the armor of God. Basically, if he doesn't do that before he goes to the bathroom, like he feels the need to like repent before he even starts the day. Oh yeah, like, that's fruits really... of the fruits of spirit and the full armor of God. Yeah, don't you do that every morning? But uh, yeah, that's interesting because I don't normally feel the guilt or remorse or needing to like go to the altar until later in my day. Like after it's like, oh, I did this wrong. I did this wrong. I did this. When I wake yeah. up, it's like okay, I have a, it's a new day. It's an, like I'm forgiven of my sins. It's another way, like another day to start my day. I've yeah. never. Like there's times, you know, you feel guilty or you're thinking about things, um, arguments, things that you've done in the past. Maybe you go to bed in the, like the wrong mindset and you wake up kind of feeling that way. But most of the times I wake up and it's like, okay, time to attack the day. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. But then the guilt and like the things I've done wrong, the conviction comes later in the day, not yeah. right when I wake up. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Like for me, since I pray in the evening before I go to bed and I take that time to like anything I can think of just like so and repent of like anything that I have to repent of, which I feel is like weighing on my heart. Um, that's when I try to do that. But like you say, Ethan, if you don't do that, like, or if you somehow trick yourself into not doing that, you wake up in the morning feeling like that, yeah. that guilt, or I mean, sometimes too, yeah. it might just be bad digestion. Yeah. I like the song, like the today's you have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is, is the day. day. Hey, oh, this is, is the day. I remember going to an uh, evangelical church. My parents still go, actually. But for at least several years, when I was like ten to like thirteen, I got baptized by the pastor there. Nice. And he, every single service started with that song. That was always the call Whoa. to worship song. Yeah. Every single service. You get tired of it? No, no. Well, I was too young to get tired of it. I was oh, like, nice. I mean. I, was I tired of going to church? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the, the song itself, um, especially so much of it has to do with the attitude of the person leading it and how, how much they care about it. And it was, like, yeah. it was definitely an expression of a lot of the people there. Like that was an honest expression. Like this is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice. Yeah. I, I was think that's really cool. That's cool. But that brings back such memories. The helicopter noises. Ah, oh, the gunfire. Yeah, <laughs> the evangelical right. church. Evangelical. <laughs> was it a white evangelical church? <gasps> what? Why would you assume that? I'm, we're in the Pacific Northwest. Oh yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Don't. Obviously, Pacific Islander. <laughs> Marshallese. Hmm. You know the Marsh Mar Marshallese. Oh, Marshall Islands. Marshall Islands. Yeah. yeah. Was it a Marshall Islands evangelical church? No, no. That's it crazy. Was, it was Anglo-Saxon. <laughs> Anglo yeah. It's okay. Persecute me because I'm racist. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to get I was, canceled. I was going to, I wanted to ask you guys a question. Yeah. So this is a really interesting question to me because you can tell a lot about a person by like what preys upon their fears. Now you guys have probably all watched some horror movies. I'm interested to know oh, like, yeah. what horror movies actually like affected you and what horror yes. movies didn't because um, it's just, it's very interesting. So like, yeah, what, no, that's a good question. Yeah. So what kind of horror movies? And then also beyond that too, like what kind of mythical monsters do you guys find actually frightening? <laughs> Um, so I've watched probably three horror movies in my entire life. <laughs> and, um, uh, one of them was, I don't know if you can classify it as horror. It was the woman in black. What? With Never Daniel Radcliffe. Men in black? The woman in black. Oh, the woman in black. That's the sequel. It wasn't really that. Yeah. Politically correct. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, right. Like all <laughs> women, not all men. A movie called, um. They don't need no men. I was in like sixth grade. It was called like the, the devil inside. Oh. And then a paranormal activity. Uh, those oh, the two first though, part, paranormal. Yeah, it was one of them. I think I watched it with Joey. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Part paranormal. I don't remember, but I uh, like I always freaked no, out just, about that stuff. Yeah, really. Because my mom's always like, "Oh, spiritual warfare." You know, yeah. you grew up. Spiritual warfare is real. Yeah. 
just like life experiences it's like okay yeah you don't mess with this stuff i always got so freaked out like i can't watch it never will can't watch like the ghost hunters nothing not i even just, ghost none ghostbusters is fine okay <laughs> but nothing paranormal I can't, I don't even like talking about it in like lighthearted conversation. Yeah. I feel like there's different classifications of horror movies. But like a, yeah. like, cause a you have like, like really grounded ones. This room now They're like, picture and... you know, they can have action <laughs> they can have comedy. Holy water. And then you Chill, have like yeah. cults yeah. slash paranormal ones. So there, I don't know that I feel like there's different classifications of them. Um, I feel like, um, for me, that is a great question. I might have to think about like what specifically is one that like would affect me more i mean i i love them but i think i kind of tend towards non-supernatural ones are just more enjoyable for me yeah like I, I really especially ones where they're ones. just like really like schlocky with a lot of like practical effects yeah, and ones that are just like super fun like not taking it seriously i really like that kind of brand of like um you know like the evil dead series would be like an example like like a little like a little bit of like you know like supernatural stuff but for the most part it's like pretty grounded i like final destinations really you like final destination they're super cheesy but i did enjoy them they're pretty bad they were pretty bad i was so young though that it's like yeah the uh, the the um was that one or two the one where it's like they're on the road they're like driving on the road and there's like that just like that truck with all the logs on it. Oh yeah. Is that one? I, think what? That was, was I don't one? remember. I just remember that I I like the one with the roller coaster. So nice. Final Destinations, what is that? I don't know it. Isn't it like um like death stalks after these different like teenagers because they've like escaped death somehow or something? Isn't that kind of yeah, what it's kind about? Of, and it's like they it's like predict like they see into the future of like what's gonna happen and it happens. Oh yeah. Like, interesting oh, like a paranormal movie yeah. yeah i agree with Pretty what you were deaf. saying about like the paranormal i think for the most part it's just cheap like it, it just doesn't take as much thought to make a paranormal movie it feels like than a really good sci-fi horror or a really yeah. good like uh thriller so yeah. I, I i compare like what hitchcock wrote with his thrillers compared with what a paranormal one is and i i agree it like takes more thought and i think it's more enjoyable um yeah how about you joy what was like a horror movie that really i, I was just gonna say um Casper really freaked me out when I Casper like the animated oh like my the action animated yeah one? you know the haunted house Casper in the haunted house I'm just kidding <laughs> no I when I was little though there's a big Catholic church downtown that you yeah. always drive to get on the highway and I would always say that's Casper's house when I was like a little taller <laughs> anyway adorable. yeah uh, um yeah I just agree with paranormal stuff as well yeah. scariest for me scary stuff mm. I think Spooky. one day uh I thought was more effective because uh, I, I usually don't get like necessarily like freaked out from like horror movies um but i think some emit more of like a visceral reaction than others and yeah. the babadooke was oh. really good in the sense where it had that it, it got it got like the the kind of the sense of dread yeah and, like across without being like super in your face and what's horrifying and i feel like it, it was really effective yeah What's horrifying about Babadook? What is Babadook? I don't know it. Yeah, so the Babadook, um, basically it's about a uh, a young mother and she's like single and her kid who is like super like rowdy and obnoxious and like is always like acting up at school and stuff. So she's basically 
she thinks that she's being um haunted by like this uh i don't even know what to call it like a a ghost or like some sort of presence and like it keeps haunting her and she, you know she's going through like grief of her own and so it's like you know it's a lot of like psychological stuff yeah and it just really gets across that feeling like the bot like the like the bottom of your stomach like that that feeling Ugh. of just like oh just like dreading every yeah. moment and there's not actually like a ton of jump scares or like anything like that yeah yeah um so it's not really like you know super like you know in your face kind of stuff yeah. but yeah it is like pretty um pretty dark and basically the monster is basically like a personification of her grief and yeah. so the whole thing is you know essentially an allegory which i think is really cool um basically like it's her coming to terms with like her grief and learning how to like control it hmm. you know knowing that like it's never gonna like completely go away and so she has to learn to live with like this monster Dang. and it has a it has a a, a cool ending but yeah it, it just yeah it, it kind of got to me but that being so said, what's the horror movies so what's, get to me. What's right? the deeper I mean you said that you can learn a lot about no, you said that you can learn a lot about from people from what scares them. Uh, what do you think is the deeper meaning behind that? I don't know, dude. <laughs> I mean so I've seen a lot of like pretty in your face, kind of like um, you know, pretty like gory stuff, but like that's yeah. not the stuff that like necessarily scares me. It's like it's yeah. like the more kind of like the underlying like emote like kind of emotional side of things okay i feel like is is more uh more haunting yeah i like I mean, you it sticks saying, with you more yeah um i watched the shining recently and that yeah. they do really good at that where they don't do jump scares yeah and the shining they but they do have some really great moments where it's like that underlying feeling of just dread um yeah that's that yeah. movie is a masterpiece and i love how the i don't know if you have pulled this out from watching it but essentially the camera is basically the hotel um you're basically because you know a lot of the camera shots like you know the opening shot where it's like the camera that's like gliding over the lake is very like disembodied kind of almost like ghost like yeah and throughout the movie the camera is always in this like very like voyeuristic point of view where you're following characters and it it gets across this really eerie feeling of like like almost you are the monster that is like watching these different characters and like, like you, you don't belong yeah 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 it's very that. like an eerie feeling because you, you're basically just camera that's just floating around and like watching everything you know all the shots where like danny's on his tricycle and he's like going down the hallway i have to admit and I you're following you're following him like down the hallway yeah but you can't see you're like so close to him that you can't see like what's around the corner yeah and uh yeah. it's just really like really well done uh, and most of it is like silent. Like there isn't really any music. For, like a lot of it, it's just like the music they do play is very ominous. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's really like eighties, like eighties horns. A lot of horns in that. Yeah. Show. Okay. Um, one movie which I watched at a young age, which I thought thought was absolutely horrifying. Well, actually, two movies. First one, Larry Boy and the Rumor Weed. Horrifying. <laughs> horrifying I can to, a, to, that, yeah. to a five-year-old. It's like frightening. The weed that's like grown beneath yeah, the city. It's creepy. And then you like, the Larry Boy shows up in the bottom and is like, mother, it's all frightening for a five-year-old. However, beyond that, I think when I was like 10, we watched um, Alien, the yeah. the original that's Alien. That's a good one. That's a good and one, yeah. that one's frightening. Was, it, what, was there a specific scene that freaked you out? So I wasn't frightened by the... the popping out of his chest scene that's surprising um no I, I really wasn't like super scared by that but i was kind of more scared of like the 
the like the the claustrophobia, dark hallways, knowing that there's a monster there, and like knowing that that monster like takes advantage of like your body in like disgusting ways. Like it's like it's not that 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 idea of basically like using you against you yeah. is horrifying. Like because the idea of a parasite that kills you yeah. is pretty scary. Yeah. And so I think as for me, it was, it was really tough to watch. I don't I don't actually watch it all either. I like mid movie, I like left trying to find anything else to do, and then I was riveted back to the screen like towards the last quarter of the movie. Yeah, so that movie does a really good job of like kind of subverting your expectations because mm. like at the beginning you know with all of like the the tone of it is very much like kind of like star wars like kind of mysterious but most like we're exploring space mm-hmm. in you know that kind of tone and then it just quickly devolves into just like just straight up like yeah, yeah. we're gonna probably die i love that catchphrase for the movie uh in space no one can hear you scream Jeez. I, I know, creepy, right? It's a creepy. Have you seen the movie? Did no, you? I haven't. Would you what? be interested? Would you be interested in Dude. watching it? We should get together and watch it. We should. Have you seen it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen. But it. yes, I am down. By the way, I I have, I have not seen. You it. haven't seen it. The you thing, seen it? the thing. Yeah. That one is also another good movie. Body horror. That, huh. So the thing. The thing is really two good. movies that go really well together in my mind is Invasion of the Body Snatchers and The Thing because they're both yeah. kind of like the fear of imposter. Yeah. Um, except the feeling, it's almost like the the reverse of the same feeling because in Invasion of the Body Snatchers, you begin to feel like you're the minority and you're like, in Invasion of the Body Snatchers, you get this feeling like, why is everybody around me changed? Like I'm being yeah. hunted down, but no one's there to help me. Like no one would help me if I screamed for help. Um, yeah. Or like your friends aren't really your friends. Your friends aren't really your friends. There's no life there. They're no longer human. And that was yeah. all part of the Red Scare. With it, it's creepy because like, you have the feeling that the thing, the the, thing. that oh, you yeah. could be that like you could be i'm sorry yeah i meant the thing but in in the thing you like you have this feeling that you could be the thing like the yeah. the, the character that you thought is safe is not safe oh dang and uh, yeah you just see like uh like there's a dog that is like the the patient zero and so there are yeah. scenes where it's like nobody knows that the dog is an alien yeah and so it's just walking around in this space and you're like oh snap like who is it gonna go for yeah and then you, you just see a scene where like a guy goes into his room and the dog like follows him in and then it cuts and you're like oh yeah he's, uh, he's dead yeah he's gone he's gone and then the, at the very end of the <laughs> see, movie I just, you uh, still don't know like you there's, it's kind of like a mist it's kind of like a whodunit it is a whodunit but it's like a who is it because mm-hmm. like all the characters are like okay, who's we the gotta, thing we gotta figure out like who it is and so then they're trying to like deduct and they're like oh well this person why is it called the thing alibi. so the thing is because this the thing is like this um amorphous um creature that assumes other things identities and will like synthesize like the cell of this thing will synthesize and be able to shapeshift it could like there, assimilates you could it there have been a, a, like a more clever name for the movie I think it's perfect. Oh, it's, it's based off of a short story. It's based off of a short story which we read. Um, so which... is my very, you know, ignorant right now on how? No, how <laughs> no, you're not. Um, I, one of the coolest parts about the movie though is the ending because the ending is like yeah. the right amount of resolution while still being ambiguous. Still being ambiguous, like you don't know at the very end. It's like, did the good guys win? We so do don't you think? Know. Do you think? Do you think that Childs was the thing? No, I don't think so. I don't really, so. I trust Keith David. I love him really? too much. Yeah. I, I so the that. fact that he he didn't have any like breath vapor, you think oh. that was just a film? You just think that was like a film mistake? The breath vapor? Yeah. Well, like it, was thing, co- it was cold outside. And yeah. He, like he doesn't have breath. So 
because he's not breathing. According to the science of it, the thing does breathe. So like the thing just assumes becomes you. So uh, according to like in the in the book, it described how it worked. And the big reason why the thing was impossible to tell was because it wasn't just like an alien pretending to be you. It yeah. literally was you. The cells were completely um, you couldn't tell the difference. The only way they could tell was when they got like the blood separate from it. And once yeah. it became separate from it, then that is its own entity like that. The blood is its own thing. And so it will try to protect itself. If you like zap it, it will try to, you know, attack you, yeah. the blood. And so like, that's one of the big ways they could test it. Um, so, but that's, what's fascinating about it, is that everyone has a different opinion yeah. and some people like me take different, um, you know, things in that scene that happened, you know, different, you could say there are clues, mm -hmm. you could say they're mistakes, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, everyone has a different opinion on the ending of that movie, which I think is pretty, it's pretty cool. My favorite part of every horror movie that I've watched is the, I, I guess the term would be foreshadowing. I don't think that's technically the right term, but the foreshadowing of like, this is really sinister. Like the, just the feelings of getting sinister, the small actions that take place that make you feel like what's going on. You know, yeah. um, I watched tremors and one of the beginning scenes in tremors is them finding this guy trapped on this tower, like on a power tower, yeah, power pole, I guess like, you know, one of those huge, um, power lines, like trapped on one of that with his 30, 30, just yeah. like he de he's dead and he's just there. And they had to pull the body down and like sinister. That, that's that it's is like the, the first movie. blood of the movie it yeah like, it goes to show like okay like it did you see it yes like with the kid yeah that's, that's what i'm talking can about I tell you what blood, can I, I tell you what happens in the beginning yeah the, the, the well i don't want to tell you it's so Georgie. disgusting this Georgie. kid this, this I, little kid dies no, and it's just terrible don't go i already know yeah well, you do know yeah, do okay know. sorry the entire movie spoiled for me i've seen too many reviews for okay. it yeah but yeah that's that's how they like tell the audience that like okay we're not messing around like the threat is actually like something yeah yeah, yeah. he can actually kill you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like the chest burster coming out yeah. or the yeah it has to like prove the stakes although with it it doesn't make much sense because isn't for the rest of that movie isn't the it's isn't the monster just like jumping out and scaring people and not it actually hurting them so it wants to scare you and then it wants to eat you so that's how it survives it feeds on fear yeah until it feeds on people yeah I hate that. I'm not. I. I didn't. I'm not glad I watched it. Yeah. I do think though that movie has the best jump scare that I've seen. Uh, besides like Jaw, the Jaws and it, I think have the two best jump scares of like every movie that I've seen. So like with Jaws, it's like the underwater scare where like, yeah, they're yeah, looking yeah. into the boat and like that prosthetic face just like goes in front of the camera. Dude, gets me every time. Yeah. Uh, and then with it, it's the scene where they're in. They're looking at the slides on the projector. Yeah. And the projector yeah. starts going faster and faster and faster. Oh my god! And he actually like pops out of the wall and he's like huge. Dude, that scene. Dude, I saw it in theaters. So good. I have never seen a horror movie in theaters before. And I saw that. <laughs> I wanted to cry. It was so scary. Yeah. It's really well done. Oh, that man. scene was really well done though, I feel like. There were some really good movies I watched. Some older movies, suspense movies, which I thought were really well done. One of the things which I really enjoyed doing growing up is watching Twilight Zone. Yeah. I really enjoyed the Twilight Zone episodes. There were some of them which were pretty unnerving. Like not, not so horror jump scare-esque. I mean, there's some, there's one classic jump scare, which my sister will never let me forget of um, uh, the gremlin in 20,000, what is it? 20,000 feet, nightmare at 20,000 feet. I think it is a nightmare at 20,000 feet. And um, 
there's this one famous scene of like this guy, the whole story of this thing is this guy is seeing this gremlin on the wing of the plane and he's like, yeah. he's, it's hurting the plane, but no one else sees the gremlin and no one else will believe him. And so eventually he Dude. goes like crazy. But there's this one part what? where like he's talking to the waitress and I he see- looks back and it's just this gremlin's face <laughs> on the window. Dude, yeah. And I just like I jumped just, out of I've my seen chair. That. Yeah. <clears throat> I was, That's like one of those primal fears, though, where you're like, you know, you're, it's like at night and you're looking out the window and like just seeing a face there. Yeah. Um, oh it's like one of those primal, like deep down, like everyone kind of has that fear. Yeah. Um, one yeah. fear is um, there's also a Twilight Zone episode to serve man, where it's like these aliens come under the guise of helping men and they leave this book, which they the people interpreted they only could decrypt the first title of it and it's to serve man mm-hmm. and so they're like oh that's really really promising and then by the end after the the people after the aliens are like sharing all this technology with us and bringing humans back to their home planet they decrypted more of it and they're like oh it's a cookbook oh <laughs> to serve man that changes oh, the entire shit. meaning <laughs> and uh yeah that's funny I will agree with you though. I do like like older, more like psychological horror, like thrillers. Yeah. Um, like I really like the birds. Um, I haven't seen the birds. I haven't seen the birds. I really want to. So basically like the whole first half of it is just lead up. And so it, it does get a little boring for like the first half or at least the first like part of the movie. So once you like get past that initial part where you're like, you also like law, like, you know, character development and kind of introducing the setting. But once you get past that, it's done really well. Basically, it's um, bir- like a giant flock of birds, like like thousands of birds that are basically trying to kill you. Yeah. And so you have all these birds that are just like dive bombing people. And so then they like take shelter. Like there's a whole part where there's like a school with like kids and the kids are like trying to run away from it and stuff. Oh my gosh. And it's pretty intense for like a movie that was made in like the- Yeah, with like, like 60s, little technology. 70s. Yeah. Um, that was good there's some, yeah, there's some pretty dodgy special effects in there, but I think like the last part of it, they're basically, they like barricaded themselves inside this house yeah. and they like boarded up all the windows and all the doors and everything. And you could just hear just like on the roof, just thousands of birds just hitting the house. Really? Just like, bam, 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 bam. Just like constantly. And it's just like, so, so unnerving. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you, you're talking about the dodgy special effects. It, it, it just goes to prove that like you can forgive bad special yeah. effects if it's good writing. Yeah. But you will not forgive good special effects if it's bad writing. That's true. And it's, it's, <laughs> was it good special effects? No. No. And that's no. It was bad special effects and bad writing. The perfect storm. <laughs> Sharknado is the perfect storm. Yeah. Oops. Well, guys, All this right. has been fun. Thanks, we need dude. should we sign off we... um a few moments later well thank you all for listening to the uh, special 10th episode of cultured idiots make sure to subscribe to our youtube channel follow us on spotify apple podcasts and wherever else our podcast is hosted and uh, don't forget to also follow us on instagram for any latest updates on new guests that we're going to have on new episodes and when those are going to drop Again, thank you all for watching. Uh, we we really appreciate it a lot. This is sort of a passion project of ours, but it really means a lot that we have people actually uh, watching this show. Awesome. So um, for now, goodbye, but make sure to submit any questions that uh, you want us to answer in the future, or if you have any ideas for segments or topics that we could talk about, uh, we appreciate any suggestions that you guys might have. So thank you, and uh, for now, goodbye.